You're listening to an A&R podcast. This is episode 36. And on today's podcast, we'll be talking about the new What If episode. Titans episode 7, 8, and 9. The new Super Mario Bros. movie and the casting choice. So let's get started. So our first topic is the What If What If episode. Pardon me. And today's episode is about party dudes. <laughs> it is Bro Thor's party. So uh, let's get into this. We have a, a very different episode. It's not very. there's not a lot on the line yeah. until the very end. We'll talk about it. I uh, will just go around the table here. What do you guys think of the opening part? Where you know it's very similar to the very first Thor, where you see. Um, the characters in the van, um, Natalie Portman's character. What is her name again? Yeah. Jane Foster. Jane Foster, there we go. We see her is very similar to what we saw in the beginning of Thor. And then we have this huge little light, which is the Bifrost, going right over them, right? Yeah. What do you guys think in the opening act and how she's like, this event has already started? She's talking about that. What do you think? I loved it. I didn't know what to expect because the premise is... Loki and Thor never grew up as brothers. Yeah. So how different will Thor actually be? And then when you see the shooting star Bifrost scene yeah. and he ends up and he emerges, I was like, okay, what are we in for? Oh, it, it was so cool, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah. that part when they're in Vegas. Yeah. They, I guess it missed his trajectory and it hit to Vegas. Or he wanted to go to <laughs> what Vegas. What a miss, right? <laughs> or he wanted to go to Vegas because this one's completely different than the Thor we love. Yeah, maybe Handel got suckered into yeah. it, right? <laughs> I mean, because you go from the desert to the straight into the city, right? <laughs> that is awesome. And uh, one cool fact is the buildings have been all altered because there's a huge copyright on doing hotels oh. that you oh, have to pay for a lot to get it approved. So they do minor changes to make it not look like any of the hotels there, which was interesting. But yeah, Chris, what did you think of this whole beginning of Party Thor coming out? It was pretty good when... Um... They, he merged from the Bifrost, and it was all that shadowy figure. And with going with the title, I thought, is it reversed? Like, is Thor actually a like he wanted to rule Earth? Like, yeah. what yeah, Loki yeah. wanted? Yeah. And I thought that was going to happen. And he spoke, I'm like, it's going to happen. <clears throat> and then he's like, all right, time to party. And I'm like, really? Oh, you weren't into it? I will be straight up front with you right now. It was a funny episode. There were a lot of funny parts, but I didn't like it as much. What, the whole episode? The whole episode. Wow, we're getting right into it, huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I'll make some points as yeah. we We're really along. summarizing yeah. this one real quick. <laughs> um, you know, there are some good points to it, and there, it was funny, enjoyable to watch, but the storyline... I didn't like it so much. Well, the, is it just a giant party, isn't it? It reminds me of, if you watch Futurama, the Slurms McKenzie episode, where they're just partying. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, yeah. it's one yeah. giant party, right? Yeah. It's one big Mardi Gras, right? And I, I thought it was a, something unique. It's different. I get why you don't like it. I understand that. But for me, it was just like a comedy. It's like a, just to have fun with it. And there was a lot of cameos. Yeah, a lot good. of yeah. cameos. You had Gardens of the Galaxy characters. You had, um, you know, from Ragnarok characters. 
And then you had, you know, Shield. Who else is there? Um, How are the Ducks? How are the Ducks, of course, yeah. What's funny is half of those people were villains, and due to his party machine antics, they've all come together. Yeah. So in a way, he saved and avoided all of these conflicts. Well, there was no Ragnarok, right? (laughs) Because... Surtur hooking up with the uh, uh, Statue of Liberty. Oh, can we get a smiley face, Surtur, please? (laughs) All I gotta say is, like, in this episode, some things didn't make sense to me. It's like, okay, well, if Loki wasn't Thor's brother, Loki is actually a pretty cool guy. Yeah, he's a brother from another mother. Yeah. I thought that was... Yeah, only child. I I get that. It was funny, but he wasn't as mischievous as wanting to kill off his family. Well, Hela's not there, right? To basically... Or Frigga, sorry, not Hela. Frigga is not there to basically teach him all of these... Not only that, but they don't have to compete for each other's affection. Or Odin's affection, right? Because Thor has other brothers. Like They just never talk about them. Those two were the closest in... Ages, I guess, even yeah. though they're like decades apart, <laughs> centuries apart. Yeah, probably. centuries. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I, I thought, and then I really like the makeup of uh, Loki. How he's a frost giant. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. an actual giant, and it's yeah. just so cool. It's like, yes, this is another variant, right? Yeah, of Loki. Maybe we'll see it in uh, season two. That would be pretty sweet. That would be awesome. I hope we get that. That'd be really good. Kevin Feige did say that a lot of the shows will do crossovers and cameos in other movies. That'd be cool. Now, do you feel like they had too many cameos in this? No. No. I I think it needed that. I think because how much more partying can you see in that show? And then you get bored of it. You need cameos to make the party alive. Yeah. It was fun. Not It was fun, and it was the conflict of the episode. Because they partied so hard, the Earth was being destroyed. <laughs> yeah. So when you get all of these cameos, like, yeah, wave I, after wave of characters. To me, it stopped being a party when the party pooper arrived. <laughs> Captain Marvel. Yeah. She, I did like that brawl. Yeah, the brawl was good, but is she stronger than him? Yeah. Think so? She was... In, in the MCU films, she... Is stronger well, let's than talk him. about comics. But, the oh, comics-wise, no. Because so, I think what they did in the cartoon, they gave us what we didn't get to see in the actual movie. Because when Captain Marvel comes in and Thor gets right in her face, you thought, God, I'd love to see them fight. I would have absolutely loved to see that. And you know they're going to make her win because that's what they want to do in this... Uh, They've outright stated that she's the strongest Avenger. Yeah, they were. Yeah, she's like just as strong, almost stronger than Thanos. He said. Yeah, I I just think that it's a little overkill. (laughs) He headbutted her, and she didn't even flinch. Yeah, so it's like okay, sure. (laughs) She's the Superman of this world. Yeah, but she's also annoying. Yeah, Uh, (laughs) I'm not a big fan of her. Uh, Not the character, but the actor that played her, Brie Larson. I don't see her as Captain Marvel. I've said that many times before. Not that says she's a bad actress. She's just not fit for that role, in my opinion. But, uh, yeah, so they do see a nice battle. I love the fact of how they fly across the continent when they get punched. And he's just <laughs> loving it. He's loving every he's moment. Like, Yo. <laughs> yeah. I love how they go into, like, different countries. And the countries have like, the France, yes. France Oh, so good. Dude. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, they battle each other. And I love that part where uh, me and are sitting on top of her and she's just like, that's it, done. It's like, like, you need a time out. <laughs> and he just leaves her there. <laughs> But yeah, it's cool. Then S.H.I.E.L.D. gets involved because um, S.H.I.E.L.D. needs to figure it out. And what happens to their leader is hilarious, too, because you have uh, Korg, is it? Yeah. 
<laughs> it's gonna go through cannonball in the Bellagio waters. <laughs> I wanted more of Taika in there. He oh, didn't yeah. really. I know he got the credit, but he didn't really talk very much. Yeah, but it, it was funny. Like he just swats him like a fly, and then he's in a coma or something. <laughs> he's in like a body cast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was funny. So it had its moments, right? It was good. Uh, what did you not like about this? The animation. Animation is the same as all of them. I so. know, but uh, some of the facial features of this, I don't know what they did differently, but like front it, view Jane Foster when she talked, it took me out of the episode. She always had that permanent like Zoolander brow look on her. I don't know. Where the she eyebrow didn't look like was, Jane Foster. No, not at all. <clears throat> and were they mocapping or is this like traditional no, like 3D animation? 3D so animation. I don't know. They're definitely not mocapping. None of the characters are anywhere close to mocap. Yeah, level. so I don't know. Mocap, you see way more clarity. But it did look, now that you mention it, it does look slightly different from other episodes that I've, we've watched. Like, the movement looked fluid, but unnaturally. So yeah. to the point where I'm like, why is she moving like this? Like, she looked like she's water. <laughs> water? <laughs> when she's talking. But uh, I didn't like that. Otherwise, th this was a fun episode for me. Like... Yeah, there was not major consequences at all. It's a background like noise episode. Is it a filler episode? One hundred percent. Because it didn't. It doesn't get sweet until the end. Um, Chris, what did you not like about it? Aside from what do you mentioned? <clears throat> I know it's what if, and it's completely different stories. I just felt like it was a simple idea. Okay, let's just make it a big party, and it's just it didn't do it for me. Again, I loved the funny parts of it. There was some good comedic in there, but I didn't like the storyline. It just... There's nothing compelling there for you. No, exactly. Okay, fair enough. All right, um, what about... Let's, let's just get right to it. The ending is the most uh, important part, we think, of this episode. What did you guys think when Thor turns around from talking to Jane, and in the distance you see... A bunch of robots come out, and behind them is their so-called leader. The helmet opens up, and you see uh, Ultron slash um, Vision with all the gauntlet stones, including the one on his forehead. It's like, oh, he's dead. I like that, Thor. <laughs> it was fun. He, he's, he, he's nice knowing you, buddy. Yeah, where's Captain Marvel when you need her, right? I don't know. Uh, do you think they're going to keep him as one of the crossover episode characters or do you think he's just good at just being oh, Thor? Thor this Thor he is crossing over because there's a trailer scene of him and uh, Crazy Strange together okay what I like conversation I liked that so in Thor Dark one, Strange sorry. Dark Strange yeah oh okay that one yeah I liked how this Thor's personality was the Ragnarok like how they figured out what to do with the character they made him funny so they took that personality and gave it to his arrogant self the self we didn't get to see in the first film. He yeah. was kind of just quiet, arrogant, but not as talkative as we seen here. So he wasn't funny and he wasn't He wasn't uh, funny. This one was funny. Yeah, he was just arrogant in the other Thor, right? This was just this was funny and arrogant. He's like a child. He wasn't mean, he, he wasn't was, malicious, he yeah. wasn't dick, he was dangerous because he He's was He's a teenager. Yeah, basically. He's a, he hasn't grown up. <laughs> yeah. He's a teenager. Child. Yeah. It's been ten thousand years and yeah. he's still a teenager. But he right? wasn't mean, like uh Yeah, no no no. 
like mother, yeah. mother, like I was just doing something. <laughs> the first thing we see is him like checking out his fingernails. Yeah. <laughs> that was the best part. Yeah. So see, I did like this. We're reading. We're reading. Yeah, and you yeah, see yeah. them all sitting there, and I'm like, How okay, dare you mother, do you not think I would like to educate myself? You're just yeah. That version of him, I like. He's like, no, no, no. I much prefer you. Yeah. I don't even like the Hulk. That one. <laughs> I will say that I did like that last part where Captain Marvel does come and give him a tablet and yeah. falls in like. Basically plays along for him, right? And for no he, reason. Well, yeah, I guess... To be nice. Because she understands, like, his mother? I don't yeah. know. It was, it was cool. It was a cool scene. Yeah, that everyone's, yeah. like, sort of scared of the mother, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was nice. What I want, figure-wise or uh, a prop, is that party Mjolnir. I need that in my life. <laughs> Just with the, like, with the, the beads and, and the, all, yeah. all the paint jobs. I can on. make that for you. Oh, I need that. Did we get a Thor in that armor without the the arm armor? Like, just bare arms? Because I, I like that look. Of no, it. we have not. I love that look so Didn't much. Didn't they do it in the old Legends? He was like a nine That's a com- figure. We have the comic version. And he, was, he towers uh, over Hulk. Like, well, I don't want that in yeah, my collection. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's way too big. But I like that. I like that look of him. I don't know what you think. I... I, it would be crazy for the Marvel Legends team not to push out Wave 2. Yeah. They would, would have to. crazy not to do that. Well, when we were talking about it, that end uh, scene oh, with yeah. uh, Vol- Ultron coming out and then Vision's head in there, that's when I thought, okay, things are going to get good. And yeah. Cut off. And why'd you wait till the last minute to yeah. do this? Because they want to give you the clip after I for, know. you know, the Wednesday's episode. Because right? that would have been the point where he needed to smart up and become the hero that we yes. all know and love. That's what you were wanting? That's what I wanted. And you'll you probably get that in, you know, the next episode. Because now we're sort of, uh, I hate to say this, we're getting into the end game, right? <laughs> where Ooh, it's, it's, boom. it's coming to an end where all of these... I don't know how they're going to do it. Is the Watcher going to sort of play the hand now is he gonna say okay i haven't i've watched enough of this i need to put this all to, to the he can't though if he does because but... well ultron has now the infinity stone so theoretically he's a problem right and he's gonna have to do something to watch or put these guys together but the stones only work in their respective realities anyway we watched Strange. so maybe he's fall in love with the reality i don't know it's gonna I be interesting know. because yeah. i have a feeling that's how they're gonna all meet because they're all in different... Are they on different dimensions? Well, Strange destroyed his. Yeah. And the Watcher did nothing. So what is it going to take for the Watcher to be like, okay, enough is enough? Exactly. Like, if that didn't make him do anything, yeah. then what? Well, he wants the party to go on. I mean, yeah, that's... <laughs> a, but oh the party unites everyone. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't have him, like, cameo in the background oh, as that a would DJ. Oh, so yeah. Giant beats. Giant beats yeah. in the back, right? The mountains looking in, right? Oh, yeah, that'd be awesome. Another... Uh, 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 Watchers just dancing with them. They're just bobbing their heads. And that's the thing that bugs me is, like, we got the Watcher, and especially with the Eternals coming out, they're like, you can only watch. You can't interact or save them. Then what's the point of them? Yeah, especially with the Deviants. Like, you made this problem. Yeah. You made the you made the Eternals, but you also made them. Like, <laughs> I don't know. That's weird. But, yeah, the Watcher is <laughs> one of those people who are, like, we can't help you because you're like ants. It's, okay, then why are you talking to me right now? It's a, such a... Yeah. Talk about ego, right? Yeah. Talk about all that and some more. But yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to see what's going to happen at the end. Um, or next week's uh, episode. It's going to be really cool when they finally square off. I think it'd be cool if Captain Marvel came in and took a giant swing at Ultron. Did you and like... Ultron just goes, bam. 
this animated version of her. It wasn't. Was it even voiced by her? I don't think, I don't think so. it was. Like no. she was just completely different. Um, I don't know. I think it was voiced by her. Did you care much for this one, or is she just another just? Character? I'm trying to really like this character because we're gonna see more of her. We saw her in the um, spoiler for anybody in the Shang Chi end credit scenes. Yeah, I don't know why they both choices. I don't know why they were even there. I would never pick those two as my choice. And I'm not sure why he was in his human form when he yeah. established like I've upgraded to this big body and her arms broken. Like, so. Yeah, <laughs> I don't understand that, right? So, but I mean, we're gonna see more of her because supposedly she's gonna usher in the next generation of Avengers and she's gonna be the leader because that's. Probably what she wanted. I thought they're straying away from that. I hope so, because uh, nobody's considering her as a leader of anything right now. Maybe they're a leader of annoying, because... Well, they'll figure it out. they got to yeah, do it soon. they got to figure it out for real soon. Yeah, exactly. I guess our dream of Rogue coming in, stealing her powers... Is I don't think that happening. will happen. I don't know. That's not going to happen for a while. I don't yeah. think it will happen at all. You don't think so? No. They're going to flip the switch. How is she going to get her powers? She could steal any number of strong people's powers at this point. Like, <laughs> or if they even give her that. The old you know what's going to happen is she's going to steal her powers, but then she'll wake up from her coma and everything will be all great. And they're both going to have powers. That's what's probably going to happen. I don't think Disney would do that. They're way too smart. They're going to find a way of doing it. They could send, have Rogue from a different reality steal her powers, but then she comes to the... Well, yeah. I don't even think they'll let her steal her powers. Oh. Like, I just don't think they would follow it. And if you're team. listening, let us know what you think and how that's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> we want to hear other people's opinions because it would be nice to hear that. Because right now in the comics, Rogue doesn't even have the super strength and all that. She's just her regular sponge-sucking stuff. But the cool thing is, okay, so if we got a Rogue in an MCU and she had the build... Because she could harness anyone's power yeah. at any moment without touching them and have the control. I think... They don't necessarily have to have that in a movie. We all know what her powers is. Yeah, that's true. And yeah, to yeah. show the evolution of how she got to that point, I'd be perfectly perfectly fine with. I know, way yeah. off topic. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> all right, okay, well, uh, we'll see what happens next week in What Ifs and see how this all starts coming together. And we'll uh, talk about it next week. So, yeah. All right, so before we move on to our next topic, uh, let's give our scores out of 10. D, what do you give the what if? This episode is what I needed this week. Substance-wise, there wasn't much there, but it was fun. I'm giving it an 8. Giving it an 8. Okay, yes. all right. Hi. Ooh, I loved what? it. I loved every yeah. time Thoreau opened his mouth. <laughs> I, just, I loved it. I love the hair. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Chris, what did you give it out of uh, 6.5. 6.5. Fair enough, fair enough. It was nice having you on the team. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, you don't like Thor, so get out of here, sir. You know, I don't judge you for liking garbage. <laughs> oh! All right, that was deserved. He's talking to you, D. That was deserved. <laughs> All right, I'm going to give it um, I'm gonna give it an 8 out of 10 as well. I, I'm a big fan of Thor. It's no secret. We've got it on the wall with, the, you know, figures and stuff like that. I've got a bunch of Thor figures from various lines. Yeah, I'm going to give it 8 out of 10. I had fun, enjoyed it. I understand where you're coming from. There was not a, anything of importance in this episode. But having said that, I just think it was just a fun filler episode. And I love the cameos and I love the reimagination of Loki. It was cool. Yeah, so 8 out of 10 for sure. That's fair. 
All right, uh, moving on to our next topic. We are talking all things Titans, specifically Episode 7, 8, and 9. We kind of put them all together to give them all one big uh, summarization. And uh, next week, we will wait till a few more episodes happen, and then we'll continue on afterwards. So with Season uh, 3, Episode 7, D, you want to take it away to summarize it? So, episode six ended with Jason stealing the drug, dealing it. It ended up with Tim's diner getting shot up, unfortunately. Episode seven starts with uh, Jason coming back to Crane to see how Crane deals with this realization Jason went out and did his own thing. Now, I won't give you a recap of the whole episode, but Crane isn't happy, and it ends up with him being like, okay, well, I'm going to have to teach you a lesson. You need to be patient. I'm going to show you how to deal with the Titans my way. And it's just more of a cat and mouse episode. This yeah. whole, the last few, maybe four or five episodes have just been them chasing him and him tricking them last moment. And this was another episode like that. He manages to hack into their super extravagant computer called Oracle. Yeah, but they didn't... <laughs> They didn't explain really No, he, he was just there. Yeah. It's like one of those creepers who watch you through their little <laughs> He's just hole there watching in the door. Yeah. But like the key moments of this episode is the introduction of Oracle, yeah. which is like a super bad computer. It was basically the Batman Begins computer where you can access cameras on the street view, see through walls. It's just big, big brother, basically. Yeah. And we also learn that his main goal seems to be that of Batman Begins. I'm going to scare the entire city into destroying itself. I don't know if you disagree with me, but that seems like the similar plot. So we discover what his actual end goal is. He wants to scare people or take away their conscience. Yeah. And have them just act up. Basically yeah. trip out on yeah. Nightmare yeah. all day like, long. I don't, yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know what he thinks he's curing. But I have to remember he's a crazy person. Yeah, he just... He, what he's thinking is just doesn't make sense. Yeah. And that's what he's all about, I guess, right? Just, he's a psychotic weirdo just trying to... What he thinks is right. And, yeah, I totally agree with you. It's, just, it's such a weird way of doing it. I mean... That's kind of a cop-out. It's like, why is he doing this? Because I'm crazy, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> we get that. <laughs> That's an excuse. But, I don't know. That's basically the summary of it. He's also going to these mob families. He's like, I need you to deal my drug for me. Yeah, he had Jason basically do the front work with the mob, but yeah. now he's the face of it. Now, yeah, right? he's the big picture. He's yeah. the big face of the, the company. I'll take you guys to the promised land. Do yeah. me a favor and spread the, you know, these uh, that vials, whatever you want to call them, out to everybody, right? And as you know, with these episodes, there's always subplots within subplots, so... Dick and Barbara are using Oracle, but she hates now. Or she loves now. She loves it. I don't know. I can't Nobody knows. Nobody knows. That's, it's that's like her relationship with Dick. You just don't know where it's going. Yeah, I don't know where it's going or ending. It's, uh, yeah. They're using that to track a pattern of what Crane's going to do next, while Starfire, Blackfire, and Connor are trying to track down higher goons and just street-level thugs to find out what's going on labs. I don't know how you felt about the subplot. I know there's a relationship between Blackfire and Connor, which I don't mind. What do you think, Chris? I, I, yeah. I kind of like that Starfire and Blackfire kind of reached an understanding in this episode where they're not going to go back and forth. 
Like, yeah, I'm we got tired of that, that real fast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, we get the point. They're sisters and they hated each other, but I like that they reached that point. But you also know that in the back of your mind, Blackfire is probably going to try and do something down the road. But I, hope, I like her, but I do. I think she, the actress playing her, is really good. And I think their chemistry together is going to build and get better. And, you know, maybe if there is a season four, something might happen. I'm yep. not guaranteeing I'm going to watch it, but... Uh, <laughs> The it's, whole statement here. You're committed now. <laughs> Aren't you curious? No. Okay. <laughs> if no. you're listening and you want Chris to watch season four, let us know. He will listen to the fans. Yeah. Oops, <laughs> I fell down the stairs. <laughs> I can't do the podcast. Um. So, okay. Um, you want to tie in the rest of the episode here? So we discover Crane basically hacked Oracle and you can see through it like we discussed before. Yeah. How does he have this, all of these abilities? <laughs> like, he is he a... Like, He's a scientist? To, yeah, or... he's not supposed to be you know, tech funny, savvy here, right? What's funny to me is they know this, and Dick and Barbara's like, okay, we have to destroy it. And Dick's like, no. I'm like, what do you mean, no? And they, he's watching you. <laughs> Why would you keep it? Like, you don't know what he can see. You have to destroy it at this point. I don't know if you know. Like, this guy has all these abilities from somehow, somewhere. He's able to manipulate a hero. He's able to conjure up a you know some sort of you know vial of formula. That's going to make everybody in Gotham go crazy. And now he's supposedly able to crack Oracle, which is supposed to be uncrackable. A super hacker as well. Like, I don't understand how crazy this guy is. Like, what? <laughs> That's the thing that gets me out of this series is, you know, he has this access, but they don't explain how he got that access. Well, I just think he's so powerful. Like, what is he doing in Gotham? Like, who cares about Gotham? Like, Ugh, if you've got all these abilities, yeah. you should be aiming it's higher. It's the crazy here. thing. It's <laughs> the, the, the world domination. Right? The, like, I'm doing all this because I'm crazy. It's the poor man's, lazy man's answer, but this is what it's boiling down to. <laughs> I feel like he is the Dr. Evil of DC Comics. <laughs> if Dr. Evil was in a TV <laughs> series, this would be it. We'll call it Preparation H. Oh, God. <laughs> all right uh all, so. of, all of this led to a big brawl at the end like okay. this is just a cut, giant, to, cut giant. to the chase they make it to his like stock house of like drugs and they beat up all the goons i don't know how i feel about this fight but i do love watching superboy in action because he doesn't try at all people run into him and knock themselves out uh <laughs> he slightly yeah. backhands them and they go flying how is he not the leader of the team already? <laughs> How do they just not go Connor that yeah, way? And he yeah. just runs and just destroys the compound. Like, <clears throat> Why does Nightwing need to fight and put himself on Oh, he also has a computer brain because he's part of Lex Luthor. So yeah. he's hacking things. He's he, disabling bombs at super speed. Like, He's the ultimate machine here. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> and they, it's gotten to the point where like, if, if you were a supervillain, what would you do? He's like, oh, I am part supervillain. I would do this. And it's the correct answer. So... <laughs> I would just, if I was Nightwing, I'd just sit back in Wayne Manor and let Connor do everything. I don't know. I love well, it. The way they're treating him in the show is like, Connor has a super dog. They're treating him like a dog. Yeah. He's like, go do this. Go do that. <laughs> like, especially when <laughs> yeah. he had to build the machine to stop the bomb on uh, Night, or... Red Hood? Hawk. Oh, oh, Hank. Oh, Hank. Hank. Well, you're right. Yes. His name is Hawk. Yeah. yeah. So... He's, like, doing all this stuff, and he's just doing everything they're telling him to do. And I'm just like, but he has a dog. 
I'm I yeah. Th- I'm done. They're relying on him. So <laughs> I am much. so done with this show. <laughs> well, they know like that's how strong he is, but they're abusing the fact that he can do all this because it's got to the point where like, come on, Connor, we got to get this bomb out of this woman. It's like, well, let's see you do it then. He's yeah. done it in like 10 seconds. Do you think that could lead down the road to him just like, you know what? Screw you guys. I would love then... to see him a spinoff. Yeah. Honestly, that... I think it'd be more fun to see him on his own adventure. That solo episode with him and Crypto was my favorite episode. There you go. Right. I mean, I would love to see because he can do so much more and they can do so much more with this one character. Yeah. Yeah. I just think he's just too powerful for this team. Yeah, he really is. <laughs> to the point where he's walking through army brawls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just like, he's like, oh my God, like, what am I doing with this team yeah. here? But yeah. he's so nice about it too. He's like, he just wants to be he's friends innocent with because yeah. he's. Basically, a child. He's like two still. years old. Yeah, he's a child. Yeah, but he I, I got think... laid as a two-year-old. Oh yeah, we'll get into that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, he'll get into that next. <laughs> but that was basically like a recap of the episode. I wish I could give you more like in-depth yeah. details, but they chase the bad guy, they catch up to the bad guy, they then, beat up the bad guy, and, and blow then up his the way. bad guy got away. He gets away. I don't know why Connor can see through walls. Connor has super speed. Connor can. Wasn't it lead walls though? Doesn't matter. He, like, he, 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 does can't not, see, he can't see through. But it doesn't matter. Like there, there is like he could go around it. He's used his super hearing to hear footsteps and then chase said person. Maybe the car was full of kryptonite. Who know. knows? And after all of that, they had to celebrate. Yeah, that's the part that made Elvin. He's like, what? What are they celebrating yeah, about? Like, seriously, like, we were talking about this before. What are you celebrating? The bad guy got away. I don't understand. I think, oh, they destroyed the drugs. Your friend, one, is still missing. Yeah. You're, the guy that you've been fighting all this time has still got away and could possibly pose a danger still to the city. And here you guys are popping open champagne bottles and listening to Drake all day long. Like, what? what what's going on here? Yeah. I don't understand. I thought it was because they destroyed the drugs, but then we find out they didn't anyway. No, they didn't destroy it. They yeah. just destroyed the compound. That's yeah. all it is. All it was was the lead into the very last part of that episode. Yeah. Finally, after so much, uh, Dick and Barbara hook up. Yeah, it's not only led to them, it's also led to the next episode, which you can talk uh, about. Yeah, yeah. Let's hear it. Take uh, yeah. it away, Chris. Here we go. Uh, Chris is so excited to talk about this. So excited. So last episode, I give it a four. Okay, you gave it a four. What'd you, <laughs> well, I was going to do the scores at the end, but okay, we can do it now. Okay. Uh, you gave it a four, that's unfortunate. I'll do a five. Okay, five? Okay, so passable. Yeah. Right. The, uh, people, people hate on me for hating this show. It's not so much I hate the show, it's the like little discrepancies I don't like. So I'm giving it a four as well, and I could tell you why. Well, he said five. He moved it. Oh, you get five. five. I, went, four. I, I thought I'd be. <laughs> I thought I'd be nice because it was the slightly more what? enjoyable episode. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right, here we go. Now I'm under the pressure here. What do I give it out of ten? Nine point five. I'm gonna give this a five point five. Okay. Oh. I'm gonna give it five point five, just like you guys. I just thought it was such a weird way to end the episode. There's a lot of this stuff that doesn't need to be in there, and a lot of this stuff doesn't make sense. But 5.5, barely passable. It had some interesting areas, but not much. All right, okay, so we'll move on to episode 8. Yes, episode 8. All right, go for it. So, quick rundown. We have Crane drilling into, or trying to drill into the city's water supply so he can contaminate it. We also have Jason is done with Crane. You know, he it's was a back and forth, and he decided to kind of go his own way back to Rogue. We have 
Connor and Blackfire hooking up, and did this pull over from the the, the party? No, is it? Or it could have been the next morning. Yeah, that's what I meant. Like it would have been the morning, right? Oh, Probably the night before. Because then and, that would make sense. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, then, it's not like this show bounces around time frame. No, not at all. So, not no, at all. Not no. At all. Where am I? <laughs> Very linear. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fluid. Uh, and then we get uh, Coriander coming in and attacking both of them. And she's having one of her episodes. So they do a little... Re- she goes into that bed thing. Oh, like a meditation yeah, thing. I don't know about you guys, but can we not put the bed to this thing? Like... Can we just solve this riddle that she's doing? Well, it bothers me because they do things like this, and then it took her so long to tell them, like, hey, I, by the way, I'm blacking out, and I'm kind of murderous <laughs> when I do. Like, they're just casually okay with her wandering around and vaporizing yeah. things. <laughs> yeah. Garth almost got fried. He got right? a few yeah, times. Yeah, a few times. Yeah. <laughs> Like I, I'm, I'm tired of this side plot. Like yeah. I need this to wrap up. How many times does she have to go to a place that she's seen in her vision? But obviously, in that one episode when she takes Garth with her to the underground, it went somewhere. Yeah, there was a conclusion to it. Yeah, right? we thought it's because of her yeah. sister being yeah. there. Yeah. Well, this one, it was she was in a theater, and this light comes on, and there is a woman up. To- there was a vision of a baby too. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It was just so. Weird. But was that even a vision? Like. Didn't it Nobody knows. Like, there's no discoloration or anything oh. like that to give you that insight that not it's not reality or their reality at that time. Yeah. It's just weird because I thought we were over and done with though she's found her sister. That was what it's all about. Now it continues, and you're just like, why do we need to kind of yeah. drag what this is, thing on? What is going on here? Guys? You can do so much other important character building. Yeah, you can and cut that do out. Do a spinoff of O'Connor, right? Yeah. <laughs> Do an episode just dedicated on him, yeah. leaving the team. Peace. Uh, <laughs> but now he won't because, you know, he's got a friend in uh, in need, right? So, yeah. I think they're pretty cool together. I like them. Black, so yeah, I think that's pretty cool. I think it's uh, the uh, couple of the year. Uh, anyways, uh, we find out that Dick and Barbara, Barbara are trying to track down Jason. They find him. Dick tries to approach him in the streets. He gets hit by a car. Does uh, he not know how to cross the street? <laughs> Seriously. All that training. What happened to all that sense of yeah. training and everything? Didn't he right? look twice and then cross? Yeah. And uh, he gets knocked out. And then we find Jason standing over him and he actually helped them. So, Well, I found it funny. Did he not say that he went and they used a payphone or something? Did he not say something that he made a call on a payphone? Like, I was like, who uses a payphone? Gotham still. Yeah, Gotham's like still stuck in the 80s, I guess, right? Seriously. So are their writers. Um, oh, just, yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> um, so they're in a hospital. <clears throat> excuse me. And also in this episode, which was very interesting, is how Jason tries to atone for what he did to Hank. And that was... I don't know. What did you guys think about that scene? You remember the scene, right? Yeah, I remember. It. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, how can you atone for? Like, I understand he was not in the mind because he was controlled. Yeah. with what he was taking, I get that. But you know, like running away from the team when they're asking to come back, that's not a good way to go about fixing it. Then, right? I mean, 
if he wants to uh, make things right, he needs to turn himself in or talk to Dick and just turn himself in with him because he was watching Dick follow him. Yeah. So why are you running away? And then you are saying, oh, I want to come back to you guys. I don't understand that. Like, he says he wants to come back to them. I, which he did the same thing with Hank. So I'm like, were you on drugs when you said that? And you were going to kill Dick? Like, what's your end game here? Well, he, he's not on drugs at the when he finds out that Dick is following him around, mm-hmm. right? Is is he not? No, but I don't know anymore. Like, I don't, like, how can anyone trust him at this point? Like, he strapped a bomb to Hank and blew I, up. Like, I just honestly think this happened way too quickly. It's, you know, the point that they're getting across with this toxin is it's almost like a drug. And there was, like, no downtime of him. He's just like, oh, I'm better because I'm not doing the drugs. And I just thought, that's kind of sad. They could have expanded on that a little more and gave it a little more in-depth of a storyline. Well, the scene you're talking about, like, what did we think about it? The scene in question is he goes to a peep show. And it's a guy and girl. Like that's a, such a weird. It's like so weird. It's like a strip. Of all the things yeah. that's weird about the show, and there's lots of weird things that happen in this season. That to me is just such a weirdest. But it thing shows you how messed in the head he really is. Yeah, he, he basically he really wants does. the yeah. porn star dude, the stripper dude, to pretend he's Hank so he could apologize to Hank for killing him. But in the other sense, he could easily go to church and go into a confession box. Yeah, he could because you know what you tell that priest. You know, it's not like he was saying that, oh, I killed you. He was doing an apology. Yeah. And it's... Shock value. That's all that was for me. Like a yeah. scene. It was a terrible shock, shock value. I thought it... <laughs> I felt like things just got awkward with the episode. And I'm just, okay, it's done. You know, it's... Yeah. They could have did something completely different. I don't think they had to go that route. Mm. All right. Okay, moving on. What else we got this episode? So they they Dick wakes up at the hospital, right? Yeah. And then what happens? Do you have anything on there? Or is this not where Tim just shows up and introduces himself? Like they uh, it's like, hey, I know, I know your secrets. Like, let me prove myself to you. So for anyone listening, I didn't mind that. I don't, I don't mind Tim. Like Tim is there. Like he. Like, is I love character. how Tim just calls it out. Yeah. Like straight up. Like I'm he, not a dummy. <laughs> <laughs> and neither should a lot of people in Gotham. Like, he's surprised. He should be surprised that not everybody in Gotham knows who these guys are because yeah. they leave pools everywhere. Yeah. And they're so obvious. Well, that how he figures it out, it was the same in the comic, but the show does it better, in my opinion, because he breaks it down. He's like, there's only two people in the world who can do this. You were in Gotham this day, and you did it on the Flying Grayson's Act. And then Robin disappeared. Next time I see it, Nightwing does it, who is also at the scene, Dick Grayson, both times. Like, you are clearly Nightwing. And... Who adopted you, Bruce Wayne? So he's obviously Batman. Like he's just—he's good at what he does. Yeah, it's so good. I love it. It just cracked the shell. Attention to detail, because he was saying how he was like, "You did this move in the show, and that's the move you do when you're fighting." Is he becoming the best part of Titans right now? I liked his uh, detective work. I don't know, because like a lot of times when you add a young kid or someone young, it kind of gets annoying. Mm Because it's, there's adults in the room and then you have a kid, right? Like, Gar is a little bit annoying sometimes. Right? Okay. In that sense, I, I don't mind Tim. When you, yeah. How you just brought up Gar, yeah. I was like, uh, uh Gar. Yeah. But when you said Tim, I was perfectly <laughs> fine with him. Yeah. So he does not bother Because Tim doesn't <laughs> act like a kid, annoying yeah. kid. Which, he has common sense. Yeah, he's he's straightforward and he's serious about fixing the situation in Gotham. Yeah. And he's like, give me a chance here. 
I'm able to solve you guys in like in five minutes in your face here. The only thing that I wish they added in, and I remember talking about this with you guys a while ago, is, you know, we got Tim doing this. He knows all this information. It would have been kind of cool to have him in the background as like something was going on. The Titans were trying to deal with like have a little bit of a progression story with him and not just like his father was shot and he's like, I know who you are. You know, it would have been kind of cool to have just little tidbits of but him. But we would never get that scene where Jason goes on to see the strippers. Yeah. <laughs> how, how, how can we slide that in? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> then the show only can go for 45 minutes, right? And I guess that just... Do you... I mean, start, sorry, go ahead. Do you say? So his dad died or got shot. Yeah. Does that bother you? Because in the comic, his dad was alive still, and that's what separated him. He wanted to be Robin. He wasn't Robin because of grief. He's Robin because hey, yeah, I'm that, smart. I would have loved to see the dad survive because yeah. then now we're going back to the same old Robins again. Like every Robin's Yeah, everyone, died. someone's dead and, yeah. and then now they're out for vengeance. It's almost like Disney. The mothers always die. DC, <laughs> the fathers Probably. always die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Image Comics, nobody dies. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, I don't know. Episode 8, uh, the best part is, Tim, I really enjoying... I'm enjoying this character's development. I hope this character becomes more prominent and get bigger roles. Of course, he will. He's going to be yeah. Robin, right? We'll see. Um, the end of the episode made me realize, yeah. I was like, oh, you you don't know how to fight, though. <laughs> That's where season four is going <laughs> to yeah, be. Yeah. You, you know between season three and season four, yeah. there's going to be the gap. And then when season four comes around, he's going to be fully trained or getting trained. But by... that was my own fault because he's like, I can help. I'm like, oh, another guy to fight. I'm like. He doesn't need to fight to be helpful. He's going to be smart. You know what he could be is the detective yeah. of Gotham right now because we don't have Batman, yeah. Yeah. who was supposed to be the detective. So he can provide intel for them right now as he's learning because yeah. that's what you'd want. If you, I think the way to develop this character is be the guy at the control tower or whatever you want to call it, um, Batcave, learning and giving them insight, talking to them on the radio, telling them what to do or what, you know, help out. And then learn the craft of becoming Robin over season four's time, battling it and learning all the moves and techniques and using the utility belt, whatever it is. I think that's the way you get to grow this character. If they don't do that, yeah. I just think it's just a wasted opportunity. Well, let's face it, the way episode eight ends when he approaches Crane and uh, Crane t- turns around and pulls out a gun and he's running away and he gets shot. You know there's going to be a montage of him, like, starting to walk again and being able to use his hands, and then he's starting to train, and yeah, you know that's going to happen. I think Dick will just say, basically, okay, it's time for me to put you under my wings, sort of see, right, and then take you there. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, it's such a weird, like, why did he show up there without waiting for the team? Like, Like, what did he plan to do? What was (laughs) he trying to prove? Like, Like, all all these characters do this, and that's what bothers me. You need to stop going. Like, we had this great moment, Tim, and then you're ruining it now. You became like the others. You just go and try to fight a villain by yourself. Except what was he? What did he have in his backpack? A couple of jube jubes and and a notebook to write down his details. I'll trade you my turkey sandwich. Yeah, you know. And like, if if his goal is to stop Crane and help stop Crane. You came to Dick for advice and information. Shouldn't you wait for the team or give them the whereabouts of where this guy's going to be? Not, yeah. not go head first in. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, some of the times what the writers do, it just boggles the mind. And that's what this show is really needing is they need 
better writing. It really does. They have characters. The actors are great. The, the writing is just letting this show down. It's making silly, you know, exits and entrance to plot lines, and it's just a mess. Yeah, because Crane could have easily just been like, why are you following me? And then just shot him. Yeah. Tim didn't need to go right up to him and get get. I think, you know, like you said, when it comes down to writing, right. he went in there. He wanted to get him because of what happened to his father. They should have showed that type of feeling when he was talking to Dick. He's like, we need to get this. We need to we need to go after him. Like that anticipation of wanting to track him down. And he didn't. And then we get to that scene where he just approaches him and he's like, hey, Crane. Um, and he gets shot. It's just... That's the problem I have here. You have a character like Scarecrow who's designed to fear, make people fear. I would have liked to see Tim tied up and then given the injection. Make him, make him suffer. That's what Scarecrow's about. He makes his victims suffer before he kills them. He doesn't just cold blood kill. That's the Joker. Yeah, now he's just being like um, cold blooded killer. Killer. He's just an everyday, you know, uh, villain. Yeah. Did the writers know anything about DC Comics? Like, I don't see. I see more of a, a cold blooded killer, a killer in Scarecrow than um, a psychotic, you know, person that wants to torture his victims. I don't see that. And I would have loved to see Tim go through that process of suffering. Yeah. And then have the team come in and tell, tell him out, bail him out. And then that would teach him a valuable lesson saying, hey, I should have listened to you guys. This is a lot more than I th- thought I could handle. Yeah. And then allow Dick to say, okay, kid, you made your point, but you need to work with me now. And I'm going to have to teach you how to become a Titan. I think this will be the difference between Jason and Tim. Because both of them have gotten like injured past the point of no return. Yeah. It gave Jason PTSD, unfortunately, and he doesn't know how to handle it. He doesn't know how to cope with it. I think they'll make Tim cope with it. Or do you think this is Dick's way of saying, I failed Jason. Yeah. And I'm not going to fail you. Yeah. And then that's what's going to happen. I think, and then I that's think the Tim writer's cop out right there. Well, well, and not better. only that, the thing that annoyed me the most about this episode, and I'm getting annoyed with the series, you know, they're, they're oh, wait, talking really? about the yeah. They're talking about this toxin and how it's affected some people already. We don't get to see that. Yeah. We don't get to see these people freaking out. And then especially in this episode that I didn't get and I also thought it was funny is there is a leak of water in Barbara's oh, yeah. office and then at the end it just Was that a metaphor through. or something? All I can picture is the beginning where Crane's using the drill trying to get into the water. But when you see them together, it's like, was he drilling into Barbara? Well, he tricked, uh, he tricked Starfire. But that doesn't make sense to me because the water supply is supposed to be ground level. Yeah. Why would the water come like, Is her office underground? And like, I thought that's, I'm wondering if that's, was that supposed to be what happened? Like, did the water from the water supply fall into her office? Like, what was that? I just I'm like Chris, I'm nobody confused. knows. I'm nobody confused. Knows. It's it's very confusing. Yes, that's the problem. Where we're trying to, you know, cipher through this season. It's just there's a lot of confusion and misdirection, and it's just like let's just stick to the stuff that's working, guys. Yeah. Like you should know by now what's working. But I I assume that's what they're going for. Like he tricked Starfire to flood the, or break through the water supply. 
And is that, is that how he gets into Oracle, or is that how Oracle gets destroyed? <laughs> I mean, nobody knows. No, that's well, how he gets the drugs in the water. But oh, okay, like, yeah, sure, okay. Great. And in this awesome. storyline, anyone can get into Oracle. Yeah. yeah. Um, so anyways, let's give the score out of 10 here. Uh, D, what do you give it out of 10? We had a 5.5 5 well, in the last one. It obviously can't oh, you're be... you're giving it a 4. It can't be more than 4, because nothing... Wow, no, no, actually... Four? No, no, no. <laughs> We're Tim, off to a good Tim, start today. Tim, Tim bumped, I was like, it can't be more than four, but it can because Tim was there, so it gets a five point five. Okay, all right, Chris, it's four. Wow, you went the other way this time. You were what generous you, the first episode. Yeah, I, I'm just, I'm so confused at this point. I know there's some diehard fans who are probably like, and you know what? These guys? That's fine. And yeah, here's yeah. the thing. No, no, we're not here to insult. No, no, no. 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 This is yeah. just my personal we're, yeah, exactly. opinion. We're just trying what, to be honest and yeah. give our opinion. That's why I wanted to yeah. make this clear. Like, yeah. I have reasons we, why. I feel we this, right? are yeah. not bashing DC. No, at no, all no, here. no. Well, maybe Chris is, but we aren't. Well, let's just <laughs> face it. Sometimes my taste isn't always good. Like, look at the guys I'm hanging out with today. Oh, okay. Uh, just kidding. But anyways, <laughs> I'm not bashing it. It's just we all love what we love. We don't like what we don't like. That's that's it. Yeah, you know, and I'm we not... want to like this show yeah. because it's another thing that we can watch, right? Exactly. When we have options, it's great. Like I would love to have seven episodes, uh, uh, shows on every day of the week. Now I have seven things I can look forward to throughout the week, right? Yeah. So we don't want shows to do bad, especially when it's in our wheelhouse, right? If I truly wanted yeah. something to fail, I wouldn't watch it. Period. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I we would love stop talking about it. We would just say, "Yeah, we're not, we're not even talking about this anymore." <laughs> I, I love season one. Yeah, and that's why I was so hyped about yeah. this new season. So maybe season four. Who knows? I mean, we'll see. Maybe I'm okay. gonna give it a shot. We we'll give it. You gave it five point five. I'm gonna give it a six. And why I give it a six? Oh, so you gave it a four. Yeah. D gave it a five point five. I'm gonna give it a six. And the only reason I'm giving this a six instead of a five or a five point five is because of Tim. I absolutely like this character, and I'm hoping bigger things happen for this character. This character, this was the character that carried this episode. I think. Two six for me. If this character was not in this episode, it'd be definitely a five. So yeah, I give it a six out of ten. All right, moving on to episode number nine. Episode number nine is such a crazy, different episode, right? Yeah. It has nothing to do with Gotham. It's about the afterlife, or do you want to call, it? or the mid, or like purgatory. Pur yeah, purgatory. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, purgatory in between these two, you know, ends. And you got the, um, first you get this a view of the a castle on the edge of the rocks, and it's good old Brucey, you know, uh, sitting there and signing his will away, handing over Wayne, all of Wayne Enterprise, and Matt is all of his belongings over to, did it mention who was that? I thought I thought it was Dick, but I'm not sure anymore. Yeah, I, I can't remember the... I was I was looking I was looking at that moment and seeing if you can recognize a name, but I didn't see it there. But yeah, it could be probably it's most likely Dick. Then we hand it over because he told him when he left, like yeah, everything's yours, by the way. Yeah, so that would make sense. But yeah. what if it's Jason? Oh yeah, that'd be crazy. <laughs> okay, I'm done officially. Yeah. <laughs> so we get that, and then um, we go to the train, right? I believe. Yeah. We go to this train, and it's all. Gray, black and white black type of that void type of look, right? And then you just see uh, Tim sort of like get up and kind of look around and just like trip out. And you see him sort of 
wander through the train looking to figure out why he's in a train and he kind of runs by Donna, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you also have, you know, he runs down the train, uh, the, uh, what do you call it? Corridors. Corridors, yeah, the hallways of the train, the carts, different or carts. aisles or whatever, yeah. Yeah, and then he sees Donna and goes by Donna. Donna does, doesn't know who this guy is because he's never seen him and neither does Tim, right? And um, so then you have these people that are looking or chasing this guy down, so he's trying to get away. And Donna recognizes this kid is unaware of what's going on and needs her help. And she reluctantly gets up and wants to help get him out of there because he's getting chased down. And he sort of goes all the way to the other end of the train and just jumps off, which is <laughs> so strange. <laughs> like He just jumps off. And the way he jumps, he jumps right into the railroads, the track itself. Yeah. Nobody does that. <laughs> well, we're going to learn he's very bad at jumping. Yeah. Today, so. <laughs> and so, running away. Yeah. <laughs> well, he did run away with his back towards the gun, right? <laughs> yeah. And then so Donna basically does the same thing. He's like, okay, I'll jump with you. And they slide down the snowbank or something, and they're getting chased by, what are they called? He calls them ghouls. Dementors? Oh, that's Harry Potter. Sorry. That's basically yeah. what they were, though. Yeah. But yeah. Ghouls. Yeah, they're, they're ghouls, yeah. right? And they got this weird sonic blasting powers. Apparently that was them eating your soul, but it looked like they were emitting a frequency. Yeah, outwards. instead of sucking in yeah. the frequency, <laughs> so, they're shedding out a frequency. <laughs> but see, I think the reason why they did that, because if they actually had them suck in their souls, it would be too much of a reminder of the Dementors from Harry oh, Potter, because okay, yeah. that's exactly what they do. They're dark, I thought, you, I thought you were going to go really dark with that yeah. when you said sucking their souls. They're like sucking our souls watching this show. <laughs> Yeah, no, um, so uh, all of a sudden you hear this classic rock and roll music come in, and then you have Hank show up in this uh, classic car, right? And they jet out of there into this so-called lavish pub and, that he and his friend are there, and he tells them that he's been here for so long, and which you and me talked about is, how is Hank there, like, so established when he died after Donna, and Donna's still in that train? Hey, I was going to ask, I was like, Tim just died Donna died last season. Yeah. How long has she been on this train for? <laughs> How long has she been waiting? And then where did it's Hank jumped off and started a, long a life? train ride yeah. to wherever they're and going. That train wasn't that long. There was like 10 people on it. Yeah. So it's like... It's so weird. How... Like it, it, Here's the thing. like If we can see that, that tells you the level of writing they have yeah. in that room. You don't think Hank and Donna would have crossed paths? They would have known no, each other. You don't think Donna would have been established? Or oh, how did Hank get established and get out of that like train? Like, he got off the train, found got, his pub, found, found a car, found leads knew... on how to, like, the, the way of the land and how everything worked. Yeah, and yeah. knew more about these ghoulies more than Donna. It's just... It, it, it's so bizarre that she's been there for so long, and she just sounded like she just arrived. But what I'm thinking is... Do you, so there's also that part where we actually finally see Themyscira. We see um, a poor man's version of Themyscira because it doesn't look anything <laughs> like the DC Themyscira. It's a beach in California. It looks like Vancouver coast to me, right? There's no actual sandy beaches. It's just rocks on the beach with <laughs> pine trees in the background instead of palm trees. So it's not really Themyscira, but yeah, I understand it's a budget. So we see, um, what is her name now? Rachel, Rachel a.k.a. Raven. Uh, Raven. Uh, she's there learning how to be uh, Amazonian. I, I don't know why, because she really has no reason to be. She's pretty disrespectful. Yeah, 
I, I would be annoyed too. Like, I don't even know why she's there. Isn't like, she learning to control her powers to be able to bring Donna back to life? But they told so. Yeah, I don't know if you. Want but, to talk okay, about so that. okay, that makes sense. Yeah. she's there for a reason. But, but they didn't let her do that. They didn't tell but her. Here, to here's that. the thing, though. They're doing combat hand-to-hand training. <laughs> yeah, she does not need combat hand-to-hand training. She has powers. But they make her do it blindfolded, so maybe they need her to learn her senses better. You're just trying to be too nice. I know. <laughs> that being said, I I hate her the most. No. <laughs> Every time she so season one, she's rude, just a miserable person. Yeah, she's a kid. She, yeah, and I was like, okay, I gave she's her a pass kid. on that. I gave her a pass on that. She's because like, we just talked about kids being annoying, right? Yeah, so I'm gonna give her a pass. On her that. mom died. Like yeah. she's just on the run. Yeah. But now you are a guest. You wanted to go here because your friend died. Don't be rude. And she's like, I, I'm. I can just end this all because I have powers. Like they're not working, are they? It's like, and she's just like slagging on their lifestyle, their history. She's just crapping all over the place. Yeah, girl, don't hate Amazonia. <laughs> yeah. Like seriously, like you decided and made that decision to go there. Yeah. So if you're gonna be there, then learn the lay of the land and respect their beliefs and tradition, whatever it is, right? And if you don't like it, then leave. Yeah. The the whole point is for the listeners. They are trying to restore Donna. Donna's dead. They want her soul back in her body. So, which leads to the reason why I brought it up yeah. is maybe hangs there longer because Donna's body and soul hasn't left yet completely. Maybe. Okay. It's right. still in this But it was still there leave. first. Like, her soul's not in her body when she dies. And is that Ellen's just trying to be nice? Like, see? It's no, I know. Make sense of it all. And you know what? I think everyone's trying to. Yeah. That's but... the problem. Like, if I have to make sense of every episode and, you know, convince myself of certain <laughs> things, it's pretty bad. Like, we're using headcanon now. This is a term where you make up your own rules to make something make sense. We've done that every episode. That's not a good sign. Yeah. It's terrible. I'm just thinking that, you know, Amazonian, she didn't leave the body or there's yeah. some spiritual level that she hasn't gone through. Because they have their own mythology too, Amazons. Yeah, right? and that's so, another reason I hate April, or Rachel. You're saying it's not working. <laughs> you don't know that. You're on an, an invisible island. <laughs> don't tell yeah. them how their rituals work. Yeah, they've had warriors and gods, you know, involved in their life for like a thousand thousands years. of years, yeah, and then here you come in with the diamond, you know, glued to your forehead, and thinking that you know best. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, this. I, just, I mean, I was trying to make sense at all, and it doesn't really make sense. To me, with the timeline between Hank and her showing up in this void. What, uh, anyway, so, yeah, Chris, you're saying. What I would have liked to see is, you know, I'm sure they could have worked it in there, cut out Rachel learning the mascara and whatever. You know, when Donna shows up on the train, how does she first take it? And then Hank shows up. And then we got Tim that shows up. And then they can bring it together. Like, do a five-minute, like, okay, Hank shows up, shows him jumping off the train and learning the way. Instead of just saying, this is how it happened. flashback recap? Yeah. Okay, I see. So instead of saying, oh, it just happened like this, have some sense. Make, Make it make sense. Yeah. I mean, it gets even weirder now, so... Uh (laughs) So Hank says to Donna, I know a way, you know, like we can go back or they say there's a, some sort of bridge or an upside down tree. <laughs> I don't even know where to begin with this magic, whatever. So anyway, so they drive into this where they don't even know where they're going, but they fall upon this upside down tree. I don't know what the reason why this tree is upside down. Is gravity not a factor in this area? 
it's the only tree that does this. There's got to be like some lore behind it. Like representing I, I tried looking it up. I could not find anything in DC lore about an upside down tree. So I can't even... If somebody can, let me know. Caltech? Up, but, uh, yeah. Maybe. Caltech tree? Maybe. I, I don't understand. Sure. <laughs> but that would... Yeah. So <laughs> they, they said, okay, there's going to be a bridge there that's going to take them into this promised land. Um, okay, so <laughs> they're going to take them back to Earth. Is that, you know? Yeah. And, I'm, and at that moment, I'm going, okay, Tim, body's still probably at the hospital. Donna, uh, preserved at Themyscira. Hank, uh, Krypton's, already, Krypton's already ate bits of him already. <laughs> or Krypton's already ate bits of him. Where is he going to go and <laughs> materialize to? I don't understand, right? So you knew already the numbers here. Hank's not going to make it. So there's going to something happening with Hank where he's not going to make it. So you knew that because there's no body to go to. Then you have Tim. You're like, Tim's going to make it because he's going to be Robin. They're not going to throw this character, uh, this character away in this season. He's a big part of the Batman lore. So you know he's going to make it. And then you go Donna. And I'm thinking, do I even care if she makes it or if she doesn't make it? You don't like her? No, it's not I don't like her. Yeah. It's just... Is she going to help now with this storyline? Because she died pretty easily. Well, I like that she said that. She's like, you know what my, like, lore is? Like, I died at a circus. I died at a carnival. Yeah. Like, I don't care if I come back to life or not. She didn't want to. Yeah. Right? yeah. yeah. So, I would have preferred her not to come back. Yeah. Because she didn't want to come Hank back. Hank could come back in her body. Hey, now you got something there. <laughs> now you can appease that other person. You're welcome, right? Warner Brothers. Yeah. DC. <laughs> Um, so I just, uh, to me, like, she doesn't want to come back and I don't need her to come back because I don't think the story's going to move forward in a better way with her. I don't know. Maybe it's good to have another powerhouse, I guess. Do we not have enough characters already in this team? I mean, they still going to add maybe Kid Flash down the road next yeah. season, right? I mean, we've got too many it. characters, I think. Can they can't even it. balance what they have right now. If they can't give Gar anything more yeah, than what Gar they've is taken... Yeah, cooking pizza all day long in the... Just history. see what they did with Rose and have her leave and not say anything. Where did Rose go? Do you know? They didn't even give her an exit. She's just Rose? not there. You don't even know who she is, exactly. <laughs> Deathstroke's daughter. She was just oh, not, right? Well, because I stopped watching that no, season. No, that's fair. But she just, you didn't miss anything because she no. was there. And then the next episode... She's just gone. But yeah. I like Beast Boy as a character, and I'm like, they're taking so much away from him. There's no character development. There's no, like, I get that he's trying to learn how to control his power, yeah, turn nice into guy. what he is wanting to turn into, but there's nothing there for him. Well, we did mention the fact that he's trying to go and reach out to Jason's friend and give Jason a second chance. We, you know, we didn't mention that part. He has his little part right now where he's trying to convince everybody, and he does convince them all, all of them ultimately to give him Jason a second chance because he was given a second uh, guard. And so I think that's his role right now, which is really weak. Like oh, I'll go call the ambulance. Yeah, that, that, oh, thanks. Yeah, like go call the ambulance. Like, excuse me, I have powers, Dick. You got a stick. <laughs> Like, I can actually turn into a tiger and maul people. You're going to throw a Yeah, but he has to go hide and take his clothes off first. And then yeah. come back. By the time he comes back, the action's already done. Yeah. Like, I don't understand. Like, yeah. the, he has powers. Uh, Why would you not want him involved in the battle, right? Yeah. 
anyway, back to the good old writing here. So they have this bridge, and you know, like I just broke it down, you know someone, like, you know Hank's not making it. So they get on this bridge, and you know something's about to happen, right? Either the bridge is going to collapse, or people are going to come, and sure enough, both happen. Bridge is collapsing, and ghouls start coming. The ghouls, in the beginning, showed great, you know, persistence, and they're very powerful, because they want to, you know, suck your souls, and then you be end up in, um, I believe... It's in uh, Hades. Like in Hades, so you, which will be impossible to come back. I believe the only person to come back from that is Hercules. So they are at the bridge, and they're just standing around and walking towards them. What happened to their powers? Not once did they use their powers, and they're just, like, hitting them with a bat and killing them, and a whip, you Nunchucks, know? yeah. yeah lasso. They ran out of money. Did they run out effects? of juice or something? Yeah. Like well, oh, the budget ran out. Okay, that, yeah, <laughs> yeah. that I understand. The DC budget ran out. start throwing magic water at yeah, each like, other. They're, I don't know what happened. They're just walking like zombies all of a sudden towards them. It, it just doesn't make any sense to me. So, yeah, so they end up fighting, and, of course, the bridge breaks in half, and Donna and uh, Todd uh, are separated from Hank. Hank does, the, you know, the, the whole spiel, like, go, go, you know, be with your family. <laughs> I will be fine here. Meanwhile, this gap is only like maybe five feet. Like he could have jumped across. Well, if yeah, Todd as Todd could jump he did it. Yeah. He fell. That's what made me mad. He jumped up and he <laughs> fell into the crevice, and Donna had to catch him. Like, oh. are you kidding me? <laughs> Once again, he really? sucks at jumping. He jumps off the train like a fool, and he jumps. He's a detective. The... <laughs> Give the guy a break. He solved the biggest riddle in Gotham. He's not Robin yet. Yes, it was a five point gap. <laughs> It's, it's just like, so funny. He was like up and into the hole. It's, it's like watching it's that like, episode of Fear Factor where they have to jump that gap and you're like, come on! <laughs> it's also like watching Simpsons, right? You know when Homer jumps off? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna make it. <laughs> but she uses the lasso to catch him. I'm like, okay, now I'll just do one more time for Hank. Yeah. All right? Anytime now. Anytime for Hank. And they just leave him. Uh, it's just so weird. Like, they had to find a reason to leave Hank behind, and that was poor old Hank just gets. That's, that's pitiful. I would prefer he got like malted. No, maybe not to death, but like I ripped to like, pieces again. No, this is what I should have happened. They had their powers of ghouls, and they're about to just uh, decipher the soul of um, Todd. He grabs Todd, tip, throws tip, him over, tip. and gets sucked himself. Yeah. Now that's how you end that. Yeah, and you redeem. Hank. I don't. I don't want him dead, dead though, because I like him. Well. He's dead. <laughs> yeah, but I don't want him to go to Hades. He doesn't have a body to come back to unless, but I want him to be unless like, Connor's going to make a body for I him. want him to be, like, functional. I don't want to be trapped in, like, Well, hell. Connor's got Lex Luthor's brain, so yeah. he should make him a body because he was late and never saved Hank. I'm okay with him being in Purgatory because he can we'll go to his, like, see pub. him again. Do we need to see him again? He's we don't need to, but I want him to be happy. He got hey, blown up. Is somebody else going <laughs> to die and go there and he's going to save them again? He got blown up. He got, to see, to, he got like, to see Donnie Kiss back. or Led Zeppelin? <laughs> he got to see Donnie again. He got... This episode gave me closure. For yeah, no, that. that's what I was going to get to at the very end is it gave a nice little ending, right? Or it did in a way. Yeah. I'll talk about the very, very last scene. But yeah, you're right. It, it does give a Hank a good send-off. Yeah. Right? He goes fighting, you know, Blaze of Glory kind of thing. But I would have loved to see him kind of throw Todd over. And just say, you know, I've got to do you what like I've got to do. It's, it's Tim. You keep calling Tim. him Todd. I, I don't know why I keep saying <laughs> Todd. You keep thinking about Jason. Yeah, I Tim, sorry, sorry. <laughs> anyway, I meant Tim. 
Tim. Sorry, I just wanted to see as Donna and Tim were leaving, Donna looks back and she's just like waving. Bye. <laughs> so long. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Adios. Uh, anyway, so they escape and they go back. They show Donna at the uh, Wayne. Oh, yeah. Vacation home, you was want to call in, it? Vacation in, castle? Where was he? Was he in Greece? No, it sounded like he was... No, it didn't, it didn't look like Greece. It looked like somewhere in Europe. But not like in the Greece area. I'm talking about the UK, Ireland. Because where's Themys- Themyscira? Well, Themyscira's not... That's not Themyscira. Well, where is... He doesn't have a place in Themyscira. No, I know, but like... What you're going to get to, I'll ask another question. I wonder <laughs> if it's... Um... Oh, I see what you're trying to say. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> No, it's not that mascara, but it's funny that she shows up there. Maybe it's on the edge. Because I'm like, how did she get there when her body wasn't, her body was on the island with them? Well, does this, how does that, how does that <laughs> make sense? That's why I was like, where, where how is, does someone hack an Oracle? Let's just make it happen. <laughs> did she teleport? Did her, yeah, that could be it. I'm thinking that castle is on the edge of the mascara because it would make sense because Batman always wants uh, oh, places like close to so that he can have and keep an eye right. on these, right? So he's always got something in Metropolis. He's right. gonna have something in there. So I'm thinking this is on the shorelines overlooking where Demis. Oh, thank God, be. he went to that place. Any place he could go, to, he went there yeah. just in time. Just in- <laughs> <laughs> the view is great. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> anywhere else, you'd have been dead. But he chose to like and no wonder woman to be found. No wonder woman to be found. That's right? kind of creepy, though. This. Rich guy has a castle at the end. Buddy, those binoculars. He's like, <laughs> those aren't bathing. Hey, those are great views. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to give my life up here. And why? <laughs> well, how is Donna supposed to save him otherwise? Like, that's like, that's the like. And then, okay, if you're going to hand over the deeds to everything, why does there need to burn the place down? Here, I just gave you this castle. By the way, I burned it to a crisp. Was he trying to kill himself? Basically, I think so. To jump off the ledge. <laughs> like, that's a waste of a perfectly good yeah, magic. Like, yeah. You're destroying a magic for no reason. That's been handed down probably from like three grandfathers of yours. You, you, ju- you just gave it to Dick and now you're burning it down. See, so. that's what I don't get is this There's show so is giving us... so many craziness happens in this. They're contradicting themselves. They're going to do one thing, but then they do the complete yeah. freaking yeah. opposite. Yeah. And that's when I'm just <laughs> it's like... It's crazy town. Yeah. That's what it is. The, rise, the writers are doing some sort of formula of drugs. Maybe it's the one that they were supposed to give to <laughs> Scarecrow. They're doing it themselves. Bruce yeah. must be on something. Because well, he freaked out pretty well. Well, the writers are on something. So well, Bruce and every character. Like, did they give him, like, a super potent version that has the opposite effects of what's doing the Jason? Because he's acting, like, super irrational. Well, Dick is under the influence, too. If you remember his pupils, right? Dilating. I don't even know what's happening anymore. There was a scene in, I believe, episode 8 that his pupils were dilating when he went into that the fight. Yeah. Right? And you saw him, like, tripping out. So, yeah, he might have been affected somehow. So, some, maybe they've already been affected. Who knows? Just being around Scarecrow. Well, Something they didn't happened. really expand on that. When maybe that fight scene, in that, when they went to the fight him in that warehouse, maybe some explosion or something affected it. Maybe. Right? I don't know. Whatever. They should have hinted to it then. They, why would they do that? Why would they why do would something you that make makes sense? sense? Of things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sorry. Oh my God. Sorry. That's just asking what any show should give someone. And I want to reiterate that we are not hating on Titans. We sound like we're bashing it, but we are just being honest. And if you're a fan of the show, 
Please do not send us hate messages. <laughs> this Friendly is not what we're about. We're if you if you haven't watched it, then maybe we're doing you a service here by not, <laughs> you know, giving you positive vibes to go watch it. Honestly, like you're gonna have to watch it for yourselves if you want to see what we're talking about and give your opinion on it. Right? We're just telling you how the story is and on how it unfolds. And if it makes sense to you and you like it, then great, awesome. But if it's not, then yeah, we're just saving you probably forty five minutes of your day. All right, uh, so the very ending, like we said, Donna shows up out of nowhere and is trying to save Bruce. And the show, did, did they mention Tim at all? Did they show Tim? Uh, he woke up in his dying body again. And that was it, right? And then the show they got him. They got him to the hospital, I assume. It would suck if he just re-died all over again. Yeah. Because he was in the middle of the street coughing blood out of his mouth. That's, a one, that's, an, <laughs> that's another thing. Can I go on? Yes. If he died... They would have started the autopsy on the body. Like, what they he do went, is like, Ziploc, Ziploc no, I don't think he died. I think he was in between stages. Like, the body was going. He was going. But okay, this is where the timeline doesn't make sense. So it's like this whole thing probably was a total of five seconds. Yeah. Okay. So he just got shot. He spent days in this war realm. So maybe every hour is a second. <laughs> yeah, I he popped back knows, there. Nobody knows. Because no, Hank could explain that to us. That would have been a nice way to explain the time works differently. Here. He yeah. doesn't know anything. He's just making well, it up. Well, apparently he knew where Magic Bridge was. <laughs> and we're going to get beer in the afterlife. Just keep in mind, there's enough time for Donna to go back into her body and then go to Wayne Manor and you're up somewhere. Or over the bridge. So... <laughs> Maybe the bridge is connecting Themyscira and Wayne Manor. So it's like a whole... Bruce found she out did, the bridge. She did, that, she did that in two minutes. Got up, left, yeah. knew where he was. Forget saying hi to your family <laughs> and the people in Themyscira. I gotta go to see Brucey first. The, the thing that makes me furious is Rachel probably thinks she revived her. Because she tried that dark magic thing. They got mad at her. like, now you've tainted her soul. And then the final thing she sees is Donna's body is revived. So she's probably like, oh, I did it. Like, no, you didn't do anything. You came and just <laughs> caused a ruckus. <laughs> but didn't the teacher say to her that, yes, you can't revive her. There's no bringing her back. Yeah, so it's so just... So she went through that whole training scenario to try and bring Donna back, all to find out that she can't... See what I mean? It was a test. It was a test. Was but a test. why? Why are you testing this guest? That's, that's the question. Like, why are you testing this person? Is but, she supposed to replace Donna? Is she know. supposed to get the, ne the next... You it know, just reaffirms Brown's uh, thoughts now, and I'm bitter about that. <laughs> <laughs> you see, we are fans too. We're upset. We're genuinely upset of the direction this show is she's, going. She's going to go home and tell everyone how she brought Donna back. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's give her a score out of 10. We've got tremendous historical lows so far. Um, D, what'd you give it out of 10? As wacky as that whole thing is, I liked Hank. So I'll give it up. I'll give it a six. I'll give it a five point five. I I, I missed okay, Hank. Okay, five point five. All right, fair enough. Uh, gonna give it a a four point five only because <clears throat> I also found this episode to be very predictable. When especially when Tim woke up and it was all black and white, and I'm like, oh, next stop. Okay, he's on his way to heaven. You know. Mm -hmm. Visually, it was enjoyable, but just... Uh, I wonder where his dad was. Right? Maybe he was the um, train driver. He's been dead longer, too. 
Are, are you two done? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can I give my score? Yeah. All right. Okay. I'm going to give this a 6.5. And why I give it a 6.5 is because Bon Jovi was playing. And I love me some Bon Jovi. That's um, the only thing that saved the episode. Oh, definitely. Do you yeah. like Hank at all? Like at all? I time? love Hank as a character. It made me miss him. Yeah, definitely. Aww. Yeah, I miss Hank. Um, AKA Aquaman from Fallville. Uh, yeah, no, definitely. I, hey, he went out and plays the glory. Yeah. That's fine. It's cool with me. It's a nice way to see him one last time. Yeah. Supposedly, we'll see the writers are crazy, but I don't know. I see another Purgatory. Just cross the bridge. Two. He can cross the bridge. Yeah, he crossed the bridge to Purgatory Part 2 now, right? So, where he found his body, he put it all together, <laughs> glued it back together. <laughs> <laughs> All right, <laughs> we, we have, I can I don't even remember any of the episodes we've done, and we've done thirty six. I've never seen an episode where, where we gave such low scores, uh, and I, where where Bon Jovi gets it a six point five over the top. <laughs> just to be fair, like just to be a positive, I'm gonna rate the characters. Hank gets a nine. <laughs> you were ranking characters though? Just to be like, go off on a high note. Hank gets a nine. A, you're trying to salvage something. Yeah, yeah I am. Okay. And Tim Sorry. gets an eight. Tim. That's all. Yeah, so, so I, gotta, I gotta keep telling, saying Tim because I get I said Todd like a million times already. <laughs> yes. Uh, Hank and Tim high scores for sure. They really are stepped up. Donna, not so much. I do like her as a character, but I don't know if she mixes well with the team. We've already got a large team already. Do we need to add another character in there? And then don't forget, Rachel's also coming back to that team. There's a lot of people to manage. <laughs> and, and then you, and you have writers who don't know how to do basic management, so how are they going to do this? You're adding three more characters to the team. Yeah. Right? And- <laughs> they couldn't even do without those three characters justice. Now they're going to have three more important characters. Yeah. That's crazy. And then you're going to add Kid Flash probably next season. So now you're going to have another character. You have, like, what, nine characters to balance? Yeah. At some point, they're going to have to do a spinoff or, you know, kill people off permanently where they don't even come back. Or have them walk away to the sunset and say, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> like, Blackstar needs to go back to where she came from. You know what? Get Honestly, Donna didn't want to come back. So, like, all I can picture her is in future fights, she's like, oh, fine. <laughs> like, get rid You know what my feeling is? I think she's just going to stay in Themyscira. She's going to say, I had enough. I'm good. I'm going to stay in Themyscira. You guys then come visit me. What was the whole point of bringing her back? She didn't want to come back. Exactly. She did it for Tim, uh, right? He no, could cross the bridge by himself. Can he? He shouldn't even jump over <laughs> five feet. Hey, she could have even picked up Hank and threw him over, yeah. and we could have got something completely we that didn't make she has sense. Super strength and super speed already. Like she used super speed in that death yeah. episode. Yeah, it's just like nope, none of that makes sense. On that note, yeah. <laughs> We are going to make sense and say, yes, we will definitely talk about episode 10, 11, I believe there's 13 episodes, and Chris is rolling his eyeballs as I say that. Uh, 10, 11, and 12, we'll talk about that when we finish episode 12, and then we'll finish it off the finale with uh, episode 13 on its own. All right, moving on to our final topic of the day. It is the new Super Mario movie that has been announced by Nintendo, and we'll talk about the cast has been selected uh, to play these specific, iconic Nintendo characters. Now, this is an animation, not live action. So, thank God for that, because the cast they chose would look really bad in real life trying to portray these characters. All right, we're going to start off with, obviously, Mario. It is Chris Pratt 
who's going to voice Mario. Thoughts, guys? Deep. I'm used to Mario speaking gibberish. Like not in even a very like, high tone. Yeah, not even like yeah. Italian. It's just like gobbledygook. Yeah, yeah. So this tells me they're giving him, which they kind of have to, a personality, and it's not what I envisioned. Hmm. That might not be a bad thing. I'm just used to Mario being a certain way. Yeah. Um, I also know that uh, Shigeru Miyamoto is very protective of Nintendo characters. Extremely. Like, like in Wreck-It Ralph, he had to, they had to oversee. It's like, no, Bowser's bigger. If you don't make him this size, you're not allowed to use him. Like, yeah. Which I love yeah. that someone takes that kind yeah, of he care genuinely in cares. what he yeah. owns. Yeah. Exactly. Same with even, even in Smash Brothers. Like, you DC can learn yeah. that lesson would be great <laughs> off. Right? <laughs> But even like even in their own games, like yeah. crossover games, like if you make him this size, you're not using him. Period. Yeah. If so, they must have oversaw this and saw some of the dialogue, and maybe I don't know if there's test footage or anything. I I honestly, you know, Chris Pratt, we know he's good at being a comedian, and I honestly don't know about his voices, like yeah. how he can change his voice. And at first, I'm like, oh, my God, we're getting a new live action Mario Bros to kind of make up for what we got back in the 90s. But it's also kind of good on the sense of it being an animation, because will we be able to watch him in real life to play Mario without seeing Star-Lord or Jurassic Park? I don't like honestly... I don't know if Chris Pratt's going to be able to pull it off. I don't see him as Mario at all. Really? I I don't think so. I, I think he's going to fail doing this. I'm just saying. I'm not saying this because I don't like I love Chris Pratt. I absolutely love his acting in Guardians of the Galaxy and a lot of other movies he's in. I just feel that this is not the right cast. Uh, the selection to play Mario is not the right choice. I don't know if you can get that pitch. Like I want to hear Mario with that high pitch. Like, you know, it's a me, Mario. <laughs> and I think maybe you should apply yeah. for it. No, I can definitely nail Mario, no problem, you know? They're going a completely different direction. It, it, yeah, it is. I hope that Nintendo doesn't get offended. I hope because they'll be in the office 24 When is the last yeah. time we've seen a Nintendo movie? Yeah. When Mario Bros. came and, out, and right? this is going to set precedent if we're going to see a Zelda movie. Who would love to see a live-action Zelda movie? There's no way they're not going to oversee it, like... There's going to be a but, I mean, liaison. There's, there's only yeah. so much you can control. You can control the likeness. Yeah. They'll say to Nintendo, hey, you get to control the likeness, but you don't get to control the casting because we're fronting the money, not you. Right? This is not Nintendo producing. I don't know if there's stipulations. and how Well, the stipulation, I know it's going to be just... It's just going to be the likeness. Yeah. Nintendo can only control what they can control. You cannot control actors and actor and agents and selections of roles. There's an agency does that for you. Yeah. The studio does that. It'd be stupid of them to not take their... Well, they are. Yeah. It is an animation. So I bet you Nintendo said it has to be an animation. We don't want to do live action because we did it back there and it dropped mm-hmm. like a bad habit. I have a feeling when they were doing the casting for the characters, they probably had a representation from Nintendo sitting in saying, no, they're not good enough. Yes. But yes. do they have the power to do that? That's the thing. Like, they I don't know if they put it in the contract. Because here's the thing, like, like like I mentioned, there's a studio, right? And maybe we can pull it up, the studio. It's uh, Illumination. They Illumination. did that Despicable Me. So they um, have to have some rights as well. They have to have an agreement. Okay, you get to choose this, yeah. we get to choose that. There has to be a marriage of that. 
Illumination is not going to give Nintendo full power and then bankroll that. No, no. It's not going to work that way. But yeah. I think they have enough common sense to be like, here's, we're going to do our thing, but we need your input 100%. Like, it's not 100%. Not 100%. Never, no, like, they are okay with it. Not like, I don't know. I, here's, what's, here's what they probably gave Nintendo. They gave them the selection of designing the way the character should look and how the story unfolds. But they're not going to give them the selection of voices or, you know, the length of the movie, how they want to roll out the trailers and marketing. There's going to be certain things that Illumination is going to control because they've done, like you said, animation before. Mm -hmm. They have experience in that role to make movies. Nintendo has never made a movie. They make games that have cuts in like movies and they're going to give them their, you know, their share. But I just think that. The selection was not done by Nintendo. Nintendo was not, in my opinion, and I'm to I could be totally wrong. I just think that they, Nintendo was not in the room to make these choices because I don't know. That just seems odd. They're like, really bad choices, honestly. I'm looking at like the Jack back as Bowser. Like they had someone in the room for Wreck It Ralph. Yeah. Period. Like they're like you're not the, light, the likeness of. Yeah, but like that's how strict they were. Yeah. Just on the scale, like he's like he's off a millimeter. By the way, like. So the voice thing to me makes me think like there was someone in the room. Even if they're like, we disagree with you, they probably brought someone in to ease their mind. What yeah. if what if the choice what if there's not enough people that wanted to do it? Like you gotta have you can't have no name people doing if it. If there wasn't enough people to do it, they'd pull the plug on it. They wouldn't settle for Well not what I mean is like here here's what I mean. Let's say Chris Pratt and some other random decided to show up and they were the finalist. Nintendo's not going to pick that random guy to be Mario. They're going to pick the name character, the actor. But looking at this list, Keegan, Michael Key, and uh, Fred Armisen both are in um, that Netflix cartoon, um, Grown Up. No. I mean, that's live action, isn't it? Um, what's that one about the kids going through puberty? Oh, something mouth. Yeah, Big Mouth. Both of those characters are animator I, I voices. I like Keegan because I know he can do different tones. Yeah. He can do that. He has, <laughs> he has done that. It's funny, though, because his voice acting, it's always just his voice. So <laughs> him as Toad is going to be like Toy Story, where it's the big fluffy bunny and the little cute duck with this, this his voice. <laughs> yeah. So that's clearly what they're going for here. That's why it took me out of... That's what I'm yeah. looking at the other as the characters. I'm like, and does that bother you? I think Toad having that voice is hilarious. Like, yeah, that yeah. doesn't bother me. Like, he, he fits the bill. That's what I'm saying. Like, there must have been a limited amount of people that were interested in doing this, probably. Obviously, there's going to be no-name people trying to make a breakthrough in, you know, becoming Hollywood actors. Yeah. But I, I think what they were going for is they were afraid that people are not going to watch this. So they're trying to do star power to mm. draw people in to watch this. And Chris Pratt is one of the biggest stars right now. That's silly to me because it's Mario. People will watch yeah. it. Yeah. And on the other hand, like, I don't have a Nintendo system. And I know from past Mario games, you don't get much talking from the characters. They're like, yeah. Ooh. It's going to be something that people are either going to really, really like it yeah. or say, this is bad. It's I don't see a gray area here. It's a 50-50, and yeah, it's a coin toss. that's what you have to risk. And you got to get the gamers on your side. I think um, yeah. this would have been a good opportunity to have some lesser-known voice actors mm -hmm. do this because this is Mario, 
when you have a character that's like, oh, and that's how he talks in the game. <laughs> Can we do that again? <laughs> One more time for the audience. I didn't hear it. Can you say that again? <laughs> and Luigi's voice. Okay, Luigi. Where is Luigi? Here, Charlie, Charlie, Charlie Day. Day. Charlie Day is from uh, Always Sunny in yeah. Philadelphia. He's that, that nasally... He doesn't... Ah, he's what? not Luigi. <laughs> yeah. I can't picture this guy being Luigi. Luigi, just, Luigi uh, has it like... Oh, it's a Mario. It's a Mario. Yeah, Mario. Like, he's a worried brother, yeah. right? But always. It, uh, okay, okay. Luigi. I now. just hope we are all pleasantly surprised when it finally comes out. I don't know. I was surprised with Sonic. <clears throat> like, I wrote that off entirely. Let, let's talk it. about that. I didn't okay, Sonic it. went through a little bit of a hardship before it came out. Yeah. Their fans were upset the way it looked. Design choices. So, design choice. I, we, I could say safely the design choice for Mario will be fine. Yes. Because, like what you said, Nintendo's very, very, you know, particular about their characters coming to life. So I think design-wise, it's going to be fine. Where I'm thinking the problem is going to be is the voices. Okay. Do they fit the bill? That's every movie's you know the uh, video games going to movies has always been hard. A lot of them have failed, right? Resident Evil has failed. It went which to, one? I don't know. I never watched any of them. <laughs> they're not all bad. I don't say they're bad, but did they? Did they? Why you could have you could have put zombie killing as the title. And you know, I wouldn't know it's a Resident Evil movie aside from like Raccoon City. Yeah, yeah. The T-Virus. It wasn't the Resident Evil that you played. Yeah. It, no, because that's the problem with movies is some they they always want to change it up. They want to do the next big thing. And you know, I I never understand why they change it up so much. Like where it's unrecognizable. Exactly. And it's like that's, that that's with, the ego of directors wanting to do something new, it, and the writers coming yeah. on board, the studio coming on board. Let's do something. This is for wow. This people. is for a new generation. Yeah. Well, why are you using the likeness of the old generation? Yeah. Pepsi didn't that. change their flavor yeah. for the next generation. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Now <laughs> they know what they're doing. They're banking on the nostalgia and fan base of the previous. Like they use Mario because Mario has just a million, if not billion. I, I just hope Illumination and Nintendo come together on this and say, we need to make sure that the gaming fans get served first. Everybody else, the casual people, if they come watch it, great. But we need to get it right for these fans of Mario and the Nintendo lore, right? They need to get it right for them. Yeah. Who did the uh, Zelda cartoon? Is that Deke? Do you even remember? Oh, that? that was long ago. Wasn't I know. It? Yeah, that was like twenty years Deke, ago. Yeah. More. Deke used to do a lot, but like they were good though. Yeah, I, I enjoyed that. I yeah. always remember the Deke. Yeah, the... <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. But I remember before that it was the the video game with just just garbage animation and voice acting. And they're <laughs> like, we're never we're never letting anyone touch our character again. Didn't they do two different cartoons of Zelda though? One was um. He was in like a cameo, like something, oh. Captain N. But it's just like th this topic spawned other topics of when their characters are allowed to be used in other media and when they're not. Right. So Mario's current voice actor, Charlie Martinet, I believe it is, or Martinet, probably French name, will also be involved. He'd be a cameo at best, I think. Yes. Well, so that, that's confusing. But, but, because he doesn't. In the games, he doesn't have any lines ever. It's just so voices. what's the point of... He's probably... Okay, though... It's a nod. It's just a respect. They're thing. having him in probably to um, 
train Chris Pratt on how to speak. Because interesting, um, I was watching the movies that made us and it was about Jurassic Park. So they brought this one animator in that was filming the slow motion shot. And then these two computer guys learned how to computer generate the dinosaur. So what they did is they used the computer generated dinosaurs and this guy who did all this slow motion puppetry, he built these. They canned him. They weren't using his I idea, think... but they kept him on as a um What's consultant. Consultant. But like but he had a big I think part in there. An no, but they're cameo. but they're saying he's gonna be in various cameo appearances. So in... I think that's a respect thing. Like we know. But you're okay, the but master. here's the thing though, yes. is he if he's gonna speak in the way he's in a like he's done with Mario, people are gonna say, What, does that sound like Mario? Is that Mario's son? But like what is he, that? Well he he probably changed up his voice because yeah. usually you a don't lot even of know what he's doing. Then what is the point of having him then if just to voice... put him in the credits? But hey fans, see, we love you guys. Yeah. Like, like they got they checked their box there. They, they checked keep the everyone in mind. Why not just keep him? I don't understand. Because he doesn't have any lines in his games. It's just all sound like voice. maybe he's gonna do those funny parts of Mario where Chris Pratt can hit that uh, note. Oh, maybe. Let's see. It's a me. Yeah, but you know if they were smart. I get what you're saying about having star power, but if they just kept the actual voice, they probably would have saved so much. They more would money. have. That's what I mean. Like, give it to him. Yeah. But is it gonna sell? Is the the star power so. of Chris Pratt gonna drop the casual fans to come watch? But I if think no one would because there's Chris Pratt fans that are not necessarily Super Mario fans, so they're probably looking at. You know, there's the same thing with Anna Taylor Joy. She's blown up ever yeah. since that Netflix. Yeah, TV but she show. Uh, she can be pe peaches, peaches peach. Like whatever. No, no. But what I'm saying is, they're probably strategically pick some of these guys. Like Seth Rogen's another one we haven't talked yeah. about. They've picked these guys because they probably have a huge fan base of groups of people that probably don't even play Nintendo games. So they gotta pull these people because they want them. The ultimate goal is to make a lot of money on the box office. But it has to make sense. Who in this lifetime right now has never ever played a Nintendo That's game? That's what I mean. Even if they don't own a system, kids. they, can, they probably not Nintendo's. But here, I mean, there's kids that play. But yeah. I'm saying a lot of kids are now playing like Minecraft, Roblox, and Fortnite. They're introduced to those. That is their, you know, growing up now versus Nintendo, and. That's what it is. It's a free-to-play thing right now, But right? somehow, Nintendo is and has always been in some kind of pop culture reference. So, going back to what you were saying about the voices, and, you know, if we didn't get Chris Pratt and they announced this and they gave us the actual voice actor, and we looked into it and we're like, oh my god, that's so cool. They're actually keeping the voice from the game in there. I don't know how many people also, like, star power is a thing. Just to me, it's not because I wouldn't be like, "Oh, Super Mario, <gasps> Chris Pratt." Yeah. Oh, now I gotta see. It. Like, I don't know. I'm like, <laughs> I'm saving myself for Chris Pratt. But like, <laughs> Mario's so big to me that people will see it out of curiosity. People will see it to hate on if it. If Mario's been so big, why has it taken more than two decades to get him back on the big screen? Because their parent, they admitted, like, we don't want anyone, to, like, we don't want to mess this up. Look at what happened with the but movie. But if they don't want to mess it up, I mean, we're not the only ones having this conversation. Oh yeah. It's on social media everywhere. People are like, the casting choice is the number one thing they're talking about. This is a no weird one's even No one's even talking about why didn't they do live action or yeah. a mixture of live action. Why are they doing animation? Nobody's talking about how the movie's going to be played out. 
they're all talking about the casting choice. But it, How often do we get that? Exactly. But it's like people are invested now. Like even if yeah, I didn't maybe, care about it's, this maybe it's a great way to advertise yeah. and get your name out there. But is if casting choice is the first thing that people are worried about, it it's got to be the issue. Then the the main issue here, like this, is a problem. But that's the same thing they did with Heath Ledger, Ledger as Joker. But that's just one. That's this is one. a cast yeah. of people they're talking about. So now, like I, Jack Black, um, like um, Charlie Day. Chris Pratt, there's not just one person they're worried about. They're worried about a multitude of people here. But they need to stop looking at the physical person and also look at their history. Jack Black has voiced cartoons before, and he is good at changing up his voice. You can't just... That's the problem with society now. The people that I've mentioned, I have more confidence in Seth Rogen and Jack Black just because of their background. Yeah. yeah, I pick. I I, I can see them. The two of them adapting. To me, I was like, who would voice Donkey Kong? Like, even like I wanted a Donkey Kong show that wasn't. This the one is going to be Kong. a chilled Donkey Kong. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I was like, oh, I can totally <laughs> picture Seth as Donkey Kong. Like he has that dopey voice uh, and it's gruff. Yeah. It, it's just like we gotta Separate keep in mind them, yeah. it's an animation. We're not going to be seeing the physical person. Second of all, some of these people we've probably haven't seen do an animation voice. We got a bit of Chris Pratt in What If, didn't we? So, um, but, you know, we don't know what their voice talents are to change it up. We got to be positive. Yeah, definitely. No, I, yeah, I agree with you. Like, um, I do want to talk about Foreman Spike. So a lot of people don't know about Foreman Spike. He's actually Mario's boss in the Lord. He's Mario's not his own boss. Yeah. Foreman Spike is his boss. I did not know that. But there's that's also, how deep they're going. There's this. also wow. is it Foreman Spike or just Spike? No, it's Foreman Spike. Because there's actually a Spike in Mario. No, no, no. This is Foreman Spike. Maniscalco. He's the Wrecking Crew, right? Oh. Mario's boss in the Wrecking Crew. Okay. So they're going deep. They're going to the bo- beginning of Mario's lore here. Okay. So now, this I'm... is this is probably Nintendo going. Hey, we need to bring in some characters from the beginning here. And I, I and I also see this as a trilogy. Okay, can I say yeah. this before I lose it? <laughs> you know, getting off topic about the vo- the actors that they brought in, I'm starting to think of what we're gonna see as an animation. So, even though I'm not like the biggest Nintendo fan, I have a Sony, but I started with Nintendo, so. But I would love to see this movie start out as if Nintendo first came out with the same graphics and how it evolved through the years. 16 bit. Oh my god, that would make my day. That would make my life complete. I would laugh so hard if Mario's playing Mario. (laughs) 8 bit Mario. What the matter? What the guys? I think that would be amazing. What would you want to see, D, out of the animation? Or what do you hope to see? I can't even like wrap my head around this right now. I, can't yeah. I have to see a trailer to yeah. wrap my head around. Because like Donkey, like because Donkey Kong was his like one of his first enemies. Yeah. Well, he was in the he Mario was the character. Yeah, he was climb up. Yeah. yeah, in Donkey so, like, Kong the game. But so that like, would how, be cool. How it like started. what? How much? I don't even know what's happening right now. <laughs> it's how, crazy. How, how deep are they going to go? How much screen time will Donkey Kong this have? This is going to be yeah. at least an hour and a half for sure. Animation does take a while to do so. But I, I see 
a trilogy in the works for sure. And I also hope this does really well because I would love to see other characters of Nintendo come to Yeah. Mainly Zelda, which I just mentioned. Mm -hmm. So I definitely want this to succeed. And I could see a universe of Nintendo. And I could love to see a Smash Brothers storyline. That'd be kind of cool. Where they come together to fight against evil on good guy's side, right? There's a lot you can play with here. I think if done right, you can have a multiple scenario here. Or many different movies come in. Nintendo. And yeah. because the animation route is going, they're going to do the animation route, you don't have to worry about people aging or, you know, uh, looking different or leaving whatever reason. Like, you can do voices for a long time, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. I was looking at Cranky Cons. Some of these some of these voices are the complete opposite. Somebody was cranky doing the ratings of Titans earlier. <laughs> a couple of cranky Kongs in front oh, of me. Oh, God. Don't, remind me. Don't bring that up again. Ooh, bad topic. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, I don't know. Yeah, we'll so see, I guess. It is slated to come out when? 2023? 22. Next year. Oh, wow. That quick, huh? Yeah. It was pro it's probably already in like pre-production or post-production. Hopefully they make some figures. It'd be nice if we see NECA make some figures. That wouldn't happen. They already have uh, something. Someone has the license. Nintendo World, but I don't know who they're with. Is it Jack Specifics or something? Yeah. Oh, they're going to make the... Um, what's it called? The little characters they already make right now? Amiibos? Oh, yeah, yeah. They'll yeah. probably make a movie version of Amiibo. You know they're going to look a little different. Slightly different color. Uh, Just so they can make color, money. Different color. Uh, Mario's going to have a different tint of red. Well, because he Maybe has Mario so many will different... Maybe Mario Yeah. Instead of a hat. so many different versions. Like, when he gets the flame power and... Oh my god, how awesome would it be when he gets the Star of Invincibility? A multicolored, see-through translucent? <laughs> that would be awesome. How funny would be craft, uh, craft, uh, Chris Pratt... Making the noises when he gets powered up. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. I mean, we want this show, uh, this movie, to do really well. We really do. It'll be fine. I think. I, yeah. I think. Yeah. I think uh, there's enough cast there to kind of cover up some of the pitfalls or problems. We so yeah, we'll, we'll uh, definitely gonna watch this in theaters and give our take when it does come out in 2023. Did it say when holidays? I'm assuming. It just said 2022. Oh, okay, so. Maybe they'll even have an option to push it back. Right? We'll I have a feeling it's probably going to be late. Yeah, I'm thinking December release, Christmas time. That would make sense. Yeah. All right. Um, so I guess that's a wrap for today, right? It was a, a very yeah. different episode today. We were all in the same uh, uh, A&R headquarters, and uh, we got to do this. So it was nice to do this. And if you guys like us doing this, make sure to let Dee and Chris know so they'll be forced to come here. Good luck. I'm very stubborn. You don't have to twist my arm <laughs> yeah, to get yeah, me I'm, here. I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm, stubborn. I'm kidding. Chris sleeps here. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we've got a couch that falls out. <laughs> I only paid $5 a month. <laughs> All right. We appreciate everybody listening. So get out there and uh, let us know how you guys liked our episode. And uh, you can catch us on all platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, where all major podcasts are. And uh, with that, uh, so wherever you are around the world or the universe, have yourself a good morning, a good day, and a good night. Uh, this is signing off from A&R Headquarters. Good night. Washington.